Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to full. Red Sox fans want to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The Ants is ready to celebrate. Show of these fans. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 the final tonight! You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. Episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 41. It's time! It's Duran time! My name is Brad Chandler. With me today, I have my co-host Bailey out in LA. How are we doing? Oh, you're totally cutting out. <laughs> we I've been cutting out. God damn it. No idea Fucking... what you just said. Jesus Christ. Just, just ruined all that intro right there. <laughs> I said. <laughs> We got <laughs> Bailey, my co-host out in LA. How are mm-hmm. we doing? Can you hear me? I'm gonna assume you're asking breaking? how I'm doing. Motherfucker, am I still breaking up? <laughs> oh, totally. It... Grant, am I breaking up? 
Not for me. This is the greatest podcast intro this I think I've ever fucking, heard. Yeah, this, this is horrible. I think it's Bailey's end. because. Oh, Bailey it's not. Him. I pay for 200 megabytes of internet, and it's up high. <laughs> and Grant said he could hear me. This is All right. Tragedy. All right. Bailey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Back in LA, right. <laughs> so trying to make things happen. Grant, how are we doing tonight? I was having a good day, and then my day got a lot better when we realized that the young king, Jaron Duran, is finally going to get his shot. Yes, 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 yes. Jaron Duran has been <laughs> called up, and man, it's a lot sooner than a lot of people had assumed. We thought that he was going to be called up after the All-Star break. We didn't actually call a day or a month or whenever. Uh, not mm-hmm. that I remember. Legit I know. Right <laughs> I remember uh, some of us had said it was going to be after the All-Star break. And holy shit, we're, uh, we're on point. <laughs> I'm Bloom literally. Couldn't be more like, after. <laughs> yeah, could not be more after. I remember seeing a post earlier today saying that Duran was not in the lineup for the Woo Sox. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just like, oh, don't play this shit on us again. You know, like we've, we've gone this route. And then. <laughs> I was I was just like oh maybe you know maybe he's hurt you know something like that and he'll probably play the second game because it's a doubleheader today and then literally like halfway through the first game it gets dropped that uh, Jaron Duran has been called he would not be starting the second game he would not be in the second game and in fact he was not in the building because he was on his way to New York. You gotta you gotta love it. You absolutely got to love it. And, you know, this uh, this kind of, like, validates, like, our thinking in a way, like, where, you know, this whole year we're saying, like, oh, man, this team looks so good, and wait, Duran's going to come up, and Sale's going to come back, and Hauk's going to be up again. It's like, it just makes it feel even more real. And, God, this season's, like, it's so exciting. It really is. And, uh, I mean, like you said, we got Duran coming up. We got Sale, who's on his way back. Got how who will most likely end up being in the bullpen at some point. Um, hopefully, uh, taking after Chris. So you'll have that lefty slider, and then you'll get, you know, how coming in and giving that righty slider, which would be absolutely insane because you know, Hauk's basically the right handed version of his slider is basically the right handed version of Chris Sale. So there is that. And Honestly, like this podcast, this entire podcast was supposed to be about the, the home run derby, the all-star break, and let's talk about the uh, how the Red Sox are, what we think is going to happen in the second half of the season um, for the Red Sox. But then, you know, obviously everything got blown up as soon as um, but Joe McDonald made the, uh, made the tweet saying that Duran, he said, Jaron Duran will not be in the lineup for the nightcap. In fact, he's not in the building, and he, he and is on his way to New York to join the Red Sox tomorrow and could make his major league debut against the Yankees. Now, could be is kind of like playing it safe, in my opinion, because I don't see them bringing him up and literally making him just sit on the bench. Can you imagine? Yeah, like I said, the only way I think he doesn't start is if they start Montgomery tomorrow because he's well, I mean, outside of that. It's, he's it, going to be in the lineup. He's gonna he's gonna make his debut against the Yankees, regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a four game series. Uh, it seems as though I tend to look at fan graphs um, more so for the lineups, not the lineups, but like the projected uh, starters. 
And mm-hmm. right now it's projected that Jordan Montgomery will start. And that'll be the only lefty so far that is projected to start for the Yankees this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you got Jordan Montgomery, Tyon, uh, Herman, and then Cole. So I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing him take Cole pretty deep, like three, four times during the game. You know, I know four times is a bit much, but I know three is a bit much. <laughs> too, All but. of his at bats, they're yeah, every single. I, I would lose my shit if he comes up and he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna hit dingers the hit, like the entire time. I'm not gonna strike out. I'm not just. Short I'm not point. just gonna sit on base. I'm just gonna hit dingers. He's uh, got the short fortune right, so who the hell knows? And 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 he's lefty. Now, Bailey, I know you're a huge Duran fan, um, and that's Jaron Duran, not Duran Duran, um, which there are going to be tons of Duran Duran like references. Oh, of course, there already is, as mo- as everybody heard at the beginning of, of the at, in the intro. Um, we played uh, Duran Duran, hungry like the wolf, simply because Jaron Duran has been called up. But I need to know what. What does his spray chart look like? What is? I, I have no idea what his spray chart. I haven't looked at it. Really? But. I, would have fig- I honestly no. would have figured that out of everybody on the sh- on the show, you would have been one of the first people to know what his spray chart looks like. If he's a pull, per- if he's a pull hitter. Oh, I mean, or- he definitely uh, takes. I would say from what I'm seeing in like just things, I just really haven't taken a look at. It. I was more looking at it as like fan graphs and everything, but he definitely pulls to the right. Like I barely, I and nothing. I've never seen really opposite field home runs from him. Nothing really dead center. It looks like he's like they have like, and apparently there's like you know there's going to be the people on Twitter that are going to be negative that say that you know his splits from you know Polar Park to anywhere else aren't nearly as good. It's because Polar Park the home runs just like fly out of there. There's like a jet stream and they just like whiz right out, especially to sort of like right center, and that seems to be where he's been mashing most of his home runs, at least in almost every video I've seen. Yeah. I've most of the videos I've seen of him, I've seen a few uh, games on Nesson where he's Mm -hmm. just pull happy. Um, I'm, I haven't really seen too many videos of him hitting it the opposite way. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. might be a center home run here and there, but nothing nearly as much as, uh, him pulling to the right field. So I, I think uh, hopefully that helps with the short porch in, in the Bronx. And then oh, also, yeah, for sure. you know, the, the little short um, f- uh, right field, not so much short, but like he can head it to the bullpen and, and, at Fenway, probably wrap it around pesky pole or something like that. So really exciting news to hear that Duran's up. Now with Duran coming up, we need to know mm-hmm. – like, what are our opinions? What do we think is going to be the roster move? Um, right now, we have Danny Santana, who should be shot to the moon. He's yeah. on the 10-day IL. We have Matt Andrees, who's on the 10-day IL. Um, I don't think that Duran would have affected a pitcher anyways. Um, so who do we think he's – whose place he's going to take? I'd uh, honestly love if he – like pretty much, yeah. Like you say, Santana, but they're not going to do anything because he's on. I'd love just to see Andres go, but I don't know. Alex Cora seems to be a weird Andres person, so I don't know if that's honestly happening. So it's going to be there's going to be an interesting roster crunch that we're going to see over the next like 24 hours. Grant, oh yeah, it should be 
like when Santana comes back, it should be Santana. Like yes. that guy shouldn't be sniffing a big league oh, roster. Wow. Like Mm-mm. when people like it's like, oh well, at least he's a switch hitter. If you can't hit <laughs> from either side, then you're not a fucking switch hitter. You're just a nothing. Like you're, you're just nothing a guy. To me. <laughs> you're, you're literally a guy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonix Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. The only positive I could see out of Santana is the fact that he he can run the base. Um, other than that, <laughs> uh, but then he, even he then he gets in trouble. That's his positive. Yeah, I, I honestly don't see Santana actually going. I see Chavis being sent back. Yeah, that's probably the most likely. Yeah, but we need option, a forty honestly. man spot. That's the only thing, and I don't know with the forty man because I thought that we had an Wait, open did, forty man. Chavis is, is, is Chavis up? Chavis is on the forty man. Santana. Is he part of the Santana? Is he? Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Someone's got to be DFA'd, most likely. Yeah, they're because Chavis is on the forty man. They're not gonna. They're not gonna DFA him. But I right. was wondering because everybody's talking about roster spot, roster spot. Like one, you can just send Bryce back, DFA his butt again. But um, I thought with Bizarro True. going on the sixty day that it opened a forty man, and maybe Bryce took that forty man spot. Because Probably. I know at that time it it did open, so I'm thinking, yeah. That, I mean, we have options like Bryce can go. Honestly, that just might be what happens. Like, yeah, Bryce is probably the odd man out here. I thought maybe it was going to be Chavis, but you you know now that you're making that, um, making that point with Chavis, I'm just like, damn man, really wish it was Chavis. Dude, what did Matt and Reese ever do to make Cora like him so much? I don't understand it. Like the I don't know. Like, he, he he's probably sitting here like, well, you know, Marwin sucks. Uh, Santana sucks. Marwin doesn't suck defensively, but I mean, like, you got Marwin, you got Santana. He's like, ah, I'll throw a bone to one of these pitchers that suck. It's either you or uh, Richards. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. he likes Richards, but um, mm-hmm. Andres is really the one that's giving the uh, the the most hated attention. Um, to to Cora as of late. Well, the only good thing Andres has ever done is uh, show Whitlock how to throw a changeup, and that's it. Yeah, and I'm glad like that. <laughs> Crazy. It's like imagine showing somebody something you do, and them just being wildly better at it. <laughs> yeah, right. it, 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 it's it's really a shame. Now, um, all right. So we're, we're who are we who are we going with? Bryce? We going with Santana? We going to go with Bryce? Yeah, it could be Bryce. It's just because... I don't see it. But then, where are they just doesn't make sense like, to Do me. they need Bryce? Like, need, quote-unquote? 
like they need a warm body, like at the yeah. back end of the bullpen. That's it. Literally any of them, it's like inconsequential. Like well, that, any one of the three, you you all disgust me. Leave my we presence. Have, we have nine relief pitchers. Is it really okay, like we're fine? We're it's Hicks probably going to be him DFA'd then. Yeah, they yeah. do. They've been using so many. Like I know they're trying to like figure out like who could be here potentially moving forward. So like this is the time you kind of run Rios out there and you you run you see if Frazier caught anything after being good in AAA and then you're just like no he's just he's just bad and only good in AAA apparently. They tested it out. I'm glad they did because who knows if he could have figured something out, but he didn't. Yeah, like how Josh Shaler figured something out after April. It's like oh I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the, the best left-handed reliever in baseball now. I've decided. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, then people like start shitting on him because of the fact that he gave up what three runs the other game. Dude had one like, bad game after like twenty three scoreless appearances. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it was twenty six. It was twenty six. Twenty six innings. Like, yeah, he was like he, going towards uh, what Koji's like record. I think he's one away, wasn't he? Like yeah. one or two away. I think Koji was twenty eight. I'm not one hundred percent positive. So he might it, have been two away. Beat, but yeah, uh, hmm. oh, he was he close. Was, he beat Okajima? Maybe. I don't know. I, I think I think Koji's the only one who was clear of him, so I think so. No. I know they were talking about Okajima because of a lefty. <clears throat> so yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. I think Josh Taylor has the most like most consecutive innings um without giving up a run for a lefty. Yeah, that could be very true. And I think all time it was Koji's also because Koji's 2013 is just. Could you imagine? Like, Koji Koji was like just a regular, like, Joe Schmo. He wasn't supposed to be a relief pitcher. Not a relief pitcher. He wasn't supposed to be a closer. Like, no. Well, there was, there was two closers that fucking went down that year, right? Bailey, a Bailey went down and Hanrahan. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey and Hanrahan were ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. And then fucking. And then Koji's just, they're like, yeah, well, Koji, it's your turn. And then, like, he comes in and he just fucking shuts everything the fuck down. Mm-hmm. And his twenty thirteen was magical. It was twenty thirteen was just magical and by alone, you know, for the team. It's the Sox team I'm most nostalgic for because that's the one from my childhood that I remember most fondly. That uh, yeah, so there's like oh four was the first, obviously, and oh seven. I was too young for it. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Yeah, I'm old enough to remember all of them because I'm yeah. old. But the first, the first one just feels like everything for like your parents and everything. And then 07 was mine. Like 07 was mine. See, 07. There was never no, a doubt. Just, <laughs> no, no, they were just like, so good in 07. They were. I, I, I get shit on better I, like, too. <laughs> I put 07 as my like my least favorite. Yeah. So like yeah, probably. My, <laughs> mine mine goes 2013 uh because that was the year where like I I went I went to Fenway for the first time uh, the day before the bombing. Okay. So 2013 has uh, like holds close to my heart because of that. Um and then like I met I got to meet Johnny Gomes, Ryan Dempster the very first game I ever went to. Like I didn't know who the fuck they were. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, later on in the year, like, I went with one of my friends, and he just kept asking me. He's like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Like, we were down on the field beating the players and shit. And he was like, who's this and who's this? I was like, I don't fucking know. Wait, do you think just because I'm like – I was casual back in 2013. Like, not even lying. Um, 
like I knew who the players were in like 2007, 2004, and shit like that. But um, I I had no fucking clue who Johnny Gomes was. I didn't know who Brian <laughs> Dempster was. You know, thirteen was where uh, I first really fell in love with baseball. Like truly fell in love, where I watched as many games as possible. Like, same here. Because I remember, like, distinctly in my brain, I was at my grandma's house. I wanted to see if I could, like, name, like, the whole Red Sox roster from memory. And I almost did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So it goes 2013, 2004, 2018, and 2007 for me. God, there's just so many to pick from. Like, there's so many, like, fans of, like, other like, fan base right now. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, four or five to pick from is your favorites. Man, you guys must yeah. be having Yeah, fun. we could be Cleveland, you know. Uh, well, my nephew tried to pull – he's a Yankee fan. He, he was born in 2010, and we oh. went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And he, was like, oh, Uncle, he goes, Uncle Brad, why is why do the Yankees have 27 rings and the Red Sox only had yada, yada, yada? And I was like, hey, how many of those rings were after you were born? And I, like, basically told him that he was bad luck for the Yankees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, like, you get those shit-talking Yankee fans that are, like, 27 rings. Don't me, you little like, shit. You've been alive for how many? Like, uh, well, uh, those, those, like the average those are my favorite. Like 16 or 17, like, what, y'all saw one of them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, those 27, those, those 1920 murders row, you know, woo, what a team. Like, you know, when people are like, and then you'll get hit with the whole, like, well, I'm a historian. I was like, guy, I literally don't care what happened before I was born. I'm like, in my lifetime, the Yankees have a single more championship. And I'm sorry, 09 was fluky for them. My, uh, my, my favorite thing. So I went to, I went to City Field uh, recently, uh, last Saturday. And uh, one, of the, one of the fans um, saw that I was a Red Sox fan. And of course, because I was at City Field, it was the home of the Mets. Uh, they had to bring up the 1986 Buckner situation, and I was like, "I who literally cares? don't fucking care, dude." I was three yeah. years old, and I didn't even know who the fucking Red Sox were. Like, yeah, I wasn't even alive, so cool. Like, that's like, what I'd say. Like, fuck you. Like, I don't know, man. Like, in my lifetime, the only World Series I remember the Mets being is the one where they lost to the Royals. So, good job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So let's get back on subject here. I just can't believe that Duran's got called up finally. It, it just seemed like all year, all we kept hearing was either Duran or Hauk. And it just, yeah. it was just getting super old finally, like the whole time. Oh, real. The, finally, him. the whole uh, Hauk situation like started dying down. And it seemed like Duran was kind of like dying down because of the whole Olympic uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he gets called. They say that he's not uh, participating in the Olympics, which, okay, I get that. But, the, like, the one thing that really kind of disappointed me was he was – I believe he's ranked number three in, uh, in the Red Sox prospects. Yeah, I think he's three. That sounds about right. And he didn't even get to go to um, to the uh, Futures All-Star uh, weekend. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. odd. Yeah, that was that was pretty disappointing. That sucks. The dude ended up missing all of that. He didn't get it to the Olympics, and then finally, Heim was just like, "You know what? Yeah, you got fucked a lot this year, so you know what? I think it's time for you to come up." 
Yeah, I'm like, I wanted him to go to the Olympics for the experience because I really, truly was like, our outfield, and I still say this, our outfield's pretty good right now. So, like, I was like, where are they going to fit him in, let him go to the Olympics, but not sending him there mainly, and finding out that it was mostly the Olympics being like, nah. So at least the Red Sox have actually called him up, so it's not like, oh, he missed out on this opportunity, and then, like, the Red Sox never called him up. But now he's at least getting you know, however long, I don't necessarily, there are some people on the internet that thinks this is, this is it. He's never going down to AAA again. And I'm not sure on that at all. I think he's up. I think he's up and I think he's going to stay. How old is Duran right now? Isn't he like 25? He's he's 24. But my thing is like, is he's my, my, I, the issue I have is we have a solid outfield. Are you going to take? Who are you taking away at bats from? Are you going to tell Kike Hernandez that you're no longer the ed- everyday center fielder with a Gold Glove caliber? So I I, I agree 100 percent there, uh, but I also I've been seeing some people making projections um, on what's going to happen with the um, with um, with the roster. Jeez, mm-hmm. I don't know why that was fucking not. That was like on the tip of my tongue, and I couldn't say yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but they were saying they're like, "Well, Kike is going to move to the it's a second base, and Arroyo is going to move to first. I'm like, "Oh no, no!" I, I don't just, know. There's no reason to move Kike. He's been so good. That's he should not be out of center field. <laughs> that's what I was seeing. I uh, I saw some one of the gentlemen from. Uh, Sox prospects. He's like, oh, it seems like Kike would be. It would go to the end field, and I'm like, oh, he's Why been playing that? like Gold Glove caliber, like center field. Like oh, he's been good. better. He's been better defensively than Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, that's not even a lie. That's like a fact this year. Like I believe JBJ has like eight points less. Uh, what is it? DRC defensive runs. DRS defensive runs. runs DRS. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm trying here, okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying. Someone, but, no. um, someone suggested that you know maybe this means Verdugo is going to go on the IL maybe for a stint because his hammy's been bugging him the whole year. So, um, my opinion is is he's he's got obviously he has a hamstring issue. Um, I I had made a video earlier today saying it was back his back, but his back has been. Uh, he's been having problems with his back because it's been stemming from his hamstring and compensating in areas. Exactly. And from my understanding, he's about 85%. Yeah. If you just look at him, he's not a hundred percent. He's not running as hard as he does. Like not seeing him run out a ground ball hard. You could, you just know that's not in his nature as a baseball player. Like he yeah. runs everything at a hundred percent. So the fact that he's not a hundred percent and you're seeing that just is something as simple as that, you know, and I want him a hundred percent. Cause you get people that are like, I'm in group chats where they want Ben and back. And I'm like, guys, no. no. And they're like, well, look at Verdugo <laughs> is just as good. I'm like, Verdugo is way better. Verdugo is hurt. This is Andrew Ben Like that's him. And Verdugo is 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Better than him and hurt. Like, we need him healthy. You know, actually, I just thought of this. What if, like, Duran coming up, like, if he doesn't play well, like, Verdugo will keep playing. But if he actually plays well, maybe that'll give him the confidence to, like, give Doogie an IL stint. Yeah, I mean, if he needs it, he needs it. Like, honestly, and if we have Duran coming in to, you know, play left field because Verdugo needs to go on the IL, like, please put him on the IL to get him healthy. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, I'd rather Verdugo take the IL stint now than closer to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, like Mm now is the ideal time. Yeah, now is the time to do it. Uh, Yeah, we've all talked about this before, and I agree with you guys. Now, Katie Morrison, who is um, one of the Woo Sox writers uh, for Mass Live Sports, uh, she had just made a post, and and this is kind of interesting. She said, thoughts on who uh, the 40-man move is for DeBrand? I noticed Brian Mata is taking a 40-man spot, and obviously he can't contribute this season after Tommy John surgery, but I'm not sure if they can offload him to the 60 day IL without first promoting him to the Red Sox. Um, I'm not sure that that's, that's going to be like something that they could do. Uh, it, I mean, if they could, yeah, absolutely. That would be the ideal move, but I still think the, um, I still think that the, uh, the Bryce option is good. Um, I actually just tweeted at Katie Morrison and she said, Andres is another option I forgot about. So that's nice to hear somebody uh, in that kind of respect is sitting there like uh, thinking, thinking the same way that we are. Yeah. Well, so. it's like Andres fucks up mop-up duty, dude. How do you and even we, do we that? We had a 12-run lead and he gave up five runs and they like literally had to like take him out because of that. Like he's so bad you can't even bring him up as a mop-up guy. It's pathetic. And, like, everybody that gets on the whole, like, oh, not everybody in your bullpen has to be elite. You have to have that mop-up guy, but you hope your mop-up guy doesn't give up five runs. And then you need to use your elite guys. That's the thing. It's like this Red Sox bullpen really is in a great state. Like, when you only have, like, one or two guys that you want to fire into the sun, like, you know your bullpen's, like, doing really well. Like, because, like, even, like, Workman, like, was in the fire into the sun for a little bit. And it's like, oh, well, he's he's been okay of late. He's been all right. 
He's not great, but he's not <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, I don't want to fire him into the fucking into Pluto kind of like I want to do with Andres or Santana. Like people uh, also people said the same thing about Yaxel Rios, and he's been okay too. Like he's had a few he's just wasn't good. good in like the Rios problem has been the high leverage outside of high leverage. Yes. He's been really good, like really good. I think Which he has solid stuff. We, we don't need him we in high pro- leverage. We could probably use him as the mop up guy instead of Andres. Yeah, yes. and if that's what it comes to, that's awesome. You want that? That's a huge I mean, find. I, I, I mean, we could also. Uh, it was just uh, announced earlier today that Ryan Weber was DFA'd by the Milwaukee Brewers. Maybe we can bring him back funny. and be be a mop up guy. No, no, thank you. Hell no. We can that bring guy him can't. back up to your personal home run derbies like, uh, like you know, they, the AAA Philly can. True, true. But my question is, like, did what, did they bring him up to the major league level and then did he poop himself for Milwaukee and then they DFA'd him? Or were they just like – because I don't even know. I've not been following Milwaukee or Ryan Weber. So I don't know. Did he just come up and he was just straight trash again? And, like, Milwaukee's like, well, whoops. It's like, you know, maybe the Red Sox are missing something to this guy because, you know, they can actually develop pitching in Milwaukee. And they're like, oh, no, he actually sucks. Uh, bye. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. And then I'm pretty sure what, uh, like, is Milwaukee trying to be the 2020 Red Sox, though? Because I'm pretty sure that they replaced him on the roster with Zach Godley because they that DFA'd Zach Godley. I'm like, why are you trying Zach Godley or Ryan Weber on your team, Milwaukee? Like, we showed you that just don't. Any pitcher who pitched for the 2020 Red Sox really should just be like on a blacklisted thing where like you're not allowed to yeah. ever pitch in the major leagues ever again. Yeah, aside from maybe like three people. Like, yeah, right. aside, the rest of them, no. Brad, you're muted. Yep, I think he doesn't realize. <laughs> Brad, you're muted. <laughs> this is a tragedy. He's bad. Weeps. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, oh. Have I been muted this whole fucking time? Chief? Yeah, you've been muted for a yes. while. <laughs> you've been muted for a good bit here, though, Chief. How long? I'm going to be pissed. Uh, I'd be, I think it's like for 30 or 45 seconds. Like, it's not a terribly long time. Okay, it's not like fucking 10 minutes. All right, no, cool. the entire podcast. I haven't heard a word you're saying. Yeah, it's been the entire fucking shit. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> well, where have you been? Um, so I just looked it up. Weber made, uh, he made one appearance. Oh no! He finished the game. He pitched one full inning, and he gave up one hit. Okay, now I'm just confused. <laughs> and, and then they DFA'd him. Yeah. Thing is, with the Red Sox, like the bullpen was like exhausted when we brought him up. He was literally just yes. meant to be a sacrificial lamb. Like it was, it was just so it was bad. Not meant to ever be good. The whole point. The whole point of him coming up was to just give the bullpen a rest. Just eat, and it. then. Like Bloom seriously probably never thought in the world anybody would go after Ryan Weber. So he's like, yeah, he'll clear waivers. He'll go back to uh, to Worcester. And fucking Milwaukee was like, nah, we're going to take him from you. Milwaukee's like, we're going to galaxy brain this. Like what what gets me though is that like Bryce passed through waivers without a problem and just got outrighted. Whereas like he actually possesses like a little bit of potential like in the deception of his delivery and his stuff is nasty. He just has no idea what he's doing with it. So I feel like I would take a flyer out on somebody like that way quicker than I would be like, you know what? Let's give Ryan Weber a chance. It's kind of a fair shake. I'm still (laughs) trying to figure out like what's going on with Valdez. Like why is, 
Why is like Bryce getting like like, like Valdez is better than Bryce and he's yeah. better than Andres and I do not care that he hasn't been that good in AAA of late. AAA numbers mean almost nothing to me. Like uh, Tanner Houck is actually not doing amazing in AAA right now, but if I remember correctly, his last in AAA, like he wasn't that good there either. He looked pretty mediocre, and then he came into the mm-hmm. big leagues and he pitched good. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. That's everybody just sort of like the smoke and mirrors with Hauk is that like his minor league numbers have never really been stellar. And then he had a small sample size where he was great. So you just have all these fans that hang on to them. And then, you know, when you've got like what pitching ninja doing like side by sides of like, look at he's like a righty Chris Dale. I'm like fans like I want Tanner Hauk to be fantastic. I want his third pitch. I want him to come here. I want him to be a big part of this rotation. I want them to develop a pitcher. Since 2002, like I want a lot, but I also realize that he might just become a pretty damn good weapon in the pen. Like the thing is, people think like we haven't developed pitching. Like they've developed pitching, they just have not developed starting pitching. Yes, that's been the problem. That's 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 really the biggest problem for the Red Sox so far. The last starting pitcher Mm -hmm. that we developed was uh, Lester. Yeah, and that he was drafted in 2002. Since time was. Since Kime has gotten here, though, the the pitching developing has been a bit better. Like, you know, like we – Pavetta was obviously a reclamation project when we got him from the Phillies and we've improved him. He's been a tad shaky of late, but when you look at how he's done since he came from Philly, it's like night and day. Yeah. Oh, of course. Like, there's the, – the thing that I think will maybe keep a Pavetta as like a four – is that you'll get a really bad game and then you'll get like nearly no hit. Like, and you see how great he can be, but it's like, can he just consistently be at the level of where he just looks like an ace? And so far he has not been able to. So that's what sort of pushes him into the four spot because you're like, well, I don't know what I'm going to get. I could get like looking like Chris Sale tonight, or I could get just looking like trash. And like, that's the problem with him. Is there? So, it's all there. It's still, and he's been better at figuring it out in Boston than he ever was in right, Philadelphia. So it was I, just bad start after bad start in Philly. I, I have a question for you. So, remember when he pitched against Degrom and he was like, yep. you know, I, I literally th- have to think that I'm better than this pitcher. Yada yada yada. And I'm not sure how he pitched before that, but typically the way that Pavetta goes is he has he is like, uh, and eh, he has a meh. Mm-hmm. Me start, you know, he doesn't have a good start, and then he goes on like two or three, um, pretty good, and he has one great start in there. With the fact that uh, he could be possibly facing Garrett Cole this weekend, do you think that that mindset is coming back where he's going to be sitting there going, I'm better than you, I'm better than Garrett Cole? The, the Pavetta's mindset to me seems like a guy who really like loves to fire himself up. And like when he, it seems like he loves to rise to the challenge to like those like truly elite pitchers. So I wouldn't be surprised if he throws a gem against Cole. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's like he's his own best hype man, which I think is kind of great. Yes. <laughs> like, that's that's awesome. a really good way to put it. Have the confidence of being like, I'm better than Degrom. You're not better than Degrom. It's fine. Like, but but if you believe you're better than Degrom and you're going out there and you're out pitching Degrom that day, that's awesome. I will take that. Thank you. If that's if that's what it takes to hype yourself up and and make you pitch a, a a damn good game, then by means just go ahead and tell yourself you're better than Degrom. So I I hope he goes out there and he tells himself that he's better than Cole. I mean, 
He's I mean, definitely better than Aroldis Chapman because he sucks. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. I, we we all lie to ourselves every day. I tell myself I'm smart and funny, and you know, like it's just clearly lies. But it's whatever to You're get me funny. through the day. <laughs> Debatable. Usually, smart. You the- if you're funny, usually the smartness is attached to it. So don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Awkward silence. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Beyond uh, the the Red Sox and starting pitching, yes, it's been a problem. Uh, but I feel like there are people in the minor leagues that, like, granted, you know, having two of them go down with Tommy John, like, just that sucks. But, Total, like, there are yeah. people down there, and, like, the future is brighter for that. Like, there could be, like, an abundance of them all just coming at once. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Which is something to get excited about. Well, uh, Seabold's back. He's pitching. He's throwing again. Um, so yeah, that's see that. that's definitely good. Um, we got you know Hawks back and whatnot. Who else do we have coming back? I know we've had quite a few injuries lately um, down in uh, the minors. Yeah, our minor league depth has gotten hit over the last month or two. Glad yeah. dudes are finally starting to get healthy again. Yes, he but, uh, really Thaddeus good. Ward again. Yeah, and, like, if, if you're going to get hurt now, if you're going to get hurt, just get hurt now. So then, like, you're yeah, get Tommy John at 21. Like, get it, and then you're good. Like after that, because both Mata and uh, you know Groom had it already. Uh, both Mata and uh, what is the other one? Uh, Thaddeus Ward. Like they're young, and they both unfortunately went down with Tommy John. But they're young. Like they like, can if you're come a flamethrower. It's like expected that you're going to have to get Tommy John eventually. It's like a fact. I know it's awful. Feels like it. Now, didn't Evaldi get it twice? He got it in like college yes. or high yeah, school. Or something. High school, high school, and then yeah. he had it like I think 2017. That's the thing is, like, some dudes get, you know, very unlucky with that kind of stuff. Like, Tyone with the Yankees, I'm pretty sure he had it twice, and he had, like, testicular cancer. Like, dude's brutal. Yes. Yeah, that that sucks, man. All right, so um, we, we've talked about the the whole Jaron Durant situation um, and what we think is going to happen, who, who's going to take the 40-man, uh, who who's going to be out of the 40-man roster and whatnot. Uh, originally, this episode was going to end up being talking about the home run derby, the all star, uh, the all star game, and also uh, what we think of the Boston Red Sox second half of the season. So, I'd like to get into that, guys, uh, lady and gentlemen. Um, I'd like to get into that if you do not mind. Um, sure, let's do it. So, let's talk about the home run derby. Um, before we actually talk about the home run derby, I want to bring up. Uh, something that happened over the week. Um, and I believe that this guy is a complete asshole. Um, and most people who follow sports or listen to ESPN, watch ESPN, um, mm-hmm. know of this asshole, Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the <laughs> fact that dude is such a dick. Like, I don't even watch ESPN. And I'm just tired of hearing this guy run his goddamn mouth. 
I, he literally said that, uh, you know, I'm just paraphrasing here because I'm not even going to bother looking up what he what exactly he said. What he basically said is that Otani cannot be the face of baseball because he needs a translator. Yeah, you hate to hear something like that, dude. You, you really – it's just a bummer. Why say that? It's not true, first of all. It's just – it's pretty – it's so, like, elitist Americanism, and I don't mm-hmm. like it. I hate it. Like, we're going to pretend like there weren't, like, superstars, like, back even in, like, the 80s and 70s and shit, like Roberto Clemente, dude couldn't for a while speak a lick of English until he learned later on in, in his career. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. right now barely speaks any English, and he gets a shit ton of attention. He got, the, he got the he got the All Star MVP, and when he did his interview afterwards, yeah. he had a fucking translator. And I'm it's saying, really you know what? I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, huh, I wonder what Stephen A. Smith thinks of this. Well, it's just well, one like they barely even talk about baseball on ESPN in general. Yeah, so, that's a big problem too. So who cares? Uh, <laughs> but also, like, many people have written great articles and great videos about how baseball, like. Its future is international. Like more and more stars yep. coming up now are not American. They're you know they're from like Central America, or Latin America, or Japan. Just Dominican Republic. The Dominican obviously for years has you know produced great baseball talent. And Ugh. I hate we shouldn't shun away from this great talent just because they're foreigners. That's so dumb. It's such a stupid mindset. Like really, yeah. that's what we're that's what we're gonna do. We're gatekeeping. Like, and to be so oh. I- ignorant. To just assume that he doesn't speak English either. Like, Otani speaks English. A lot of these people speak English, but they don't feel comfortable enough to do an That's interview right. in English. That's like been... Rafael. Exactly. And, like, Raphael has come such a long way, and I love seeing that because he... And for himself, like, I don't need him to speak English, but I think it's really cool that he's taking the time to learn this. I know that um, Guerrero Jr. even said, I want to be able to speak to my fans. So I've been learning English. Like, so the ignorance of saying like, you're not marketable because you're a foreigner and you don't speak English. One, Mike Trout speaks English and nobody's marketing him. He's still not marketable. There's the best player. I'm sorry. Baseball has a marketing problem. It's not a foreign problem. Like, it's not the but, foreigners coming in here and not speaking the native language when America doesn't even have a national language. Like, that's just also a fact, too. <laughs> do, do we think that Otani is now taking over um, for the best player in baseball or the most marketable player in baseball? Uh, dude, for Trevor? two months now, no one has talked about anything but Otani. Like, yeah. like I think let's not joke marketing... ourselves. He's the face of baseball right now. Yeah. Marketing-wise, face of baseball, I still think that no matter what it comes down to, it's been a half a season of being unbelievably elite. Mike Trout has been unbelievably elite for a decade now at this point. And we don't know with him being hurt. Like, his numbers could be, like, on the offensive side, could be rivaling and even better than Otani because it's Mike Trout. Um, So I think Mike Trout is – Mike Trout's not giving you five innings that, you know, with, uh, you know, around three ERA. Exactly. That separates – Otani from anybody else is pitching at such a great level as well. But I think when it comes down to it, like the best player in baseball is Mike Trout, but it doesn't mean yes. that he's the face of baseball at all. And it doesn't mean that he's the most marketable at all. Cause he's not, he's not even close to it. I don't think he cares to be it. And that's fine. There's a difference between, in my opinion, the face of baseball and who the best is at baseball. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. I just, I just hate this. I hate like, why are we pushing away our best talent in baseball? 
like my yeah, son's uh, like, oh, they can't speak English. Like, literally every every bears. time somebody has like a uh, when I see somebody making a having a problem with their punctuations and things on Twitter or whatnot, I literally tag Stephen A. Smith. I'm like, I I, I guarantee you, he has a problem with this tweet. Yeah, like when I, somebody says there, they it, it's like theirs. It's it's theirs over there, uh, and they spell it T H E R E. It's the wrong, like Rob two two two. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder if Stephen A. Smith has a problem with this tweet. The thing with Stephen A. Smith is like the dude is paid to be a loud hot take artist, and that's fine. Yeah, he's paid to be entertaining, which he is. Don't be a goddamn job. douchebag about he's it. He's not. Though. He's not paid for intelligent sports insight. First take is always meant for entertainment and it only should be seen as that. And every so often he comes out with a really, really stupid take. Like, I don't think Stephen A. Smith actually hates foreigners. I just think he's just, you know, ignorant in this one aspect of baseball. Oh, of course. And it's like, we shouldn't judge the whole of him based on one just really ignorant comment. Just a really bad take. This like, is this not is a the first bad time take. he's had a really take. bad take. This is not the first time he's had a take like this. Yeah, but the dude's been on TV for, like, what, almost 30 years now? Like, you're going to have one, one bad take over that point. <laughs> yeah, but, well, whatever. Uh, so let's talk about Otani. Uh, what did we think about Otani and the Home Run Derby? Fun. Just fun. It was Me fun. I was mad he couldn't lift anything. <laughs> Me personally, right. I, I, like, I don't think it was Otani – uh, I think it was the guy that throw throwing the ball to him. He was throwing it way too low. Uh, I feel mm. like if he threw it a little bit higher, Otani would lift it, lift it the fuck out of those balls. Because if you saw the batting practice uh, beforehand, yeah, he, going crazy. He, he hit something like 503 feet, and it hit like the uh, facade uh, and the third level, uh, third deck. So I mean, he had. The, I mean, we all know that Otani's got the power. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. fact that he had to go basically three rounds with Juan Soto, which I'm not saying Soto was a guy, is any slouch. Just saying, like, Otani was looked at as winning the entire thing, and he didn't even get out of the first round. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't shocked that Soto could, you know, beat him because Juan Soto's got some good power. He's, he's more yeah. seen as just a better pure hitter, though, because of just how oh. insane he is. Juan Soto yeah. is such a good player. I wish people talked yeah. about him more. I know he's on the Nationals, so people don't really give a fuck. I, I love but. the fact that when Otani was taking his batting practice, Juan Soto refused to watch him. <laughs> like, they made it they made it known that, like, Juan Soto was not paying attention to him. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, is it kind of, is it kind of weird uh, that Shohei Otani made it known that he does not take batting practice? Uh, before game, and he hasn't had a, he hasn't had a legit batting practice because he, he, I mean, he technically goes down to the batting cage. So, oh yeah, he's like, oh, I don't want to use up my good swings. Like, what a legend! Yeah, no, supposedly people Verdugo see my good swings like either. He'd rather be in the uh, cages rather than being out on the field. So, I mean, I guess it's your preference. Yeah. It's not like he's not hitting. Like, some people is like, oh, my God, he just wakes up and he just does this. It's like, no, he's, like, working on hitting. He, you're just not seeing it on the field in Anaheim. Yeah. Whoever uh, was throwing Pete Alonzo his ball should have been throwing him to everyone. Like, there you oh, go. I know. That's guy, like, the chart for that was just amazing. Like, he got the perfect guy. And you're right. A lot of it has to do with, like, the person throwing at you. And he just got, like, the best person to throw to. Uh, hold on. Joust? Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. I don't know who. Was he a part of the Mets coaching staff? I just wasn't sure who he was. 
Uh, give me a quick second, and I'm gonna. Dude's a mad lad, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it, like everything was like right down the middle. They were like uh, Dave Jouse. I think he's the uh, um, the batting practice. Uh, he throws batting. Hey, there you go. He's good at his job. Give him a raise, Steve Cohen. Yeah. He's uh-huh. the bench coach for the New York Mets. There you go. Okay. Guy's great at what he does. I, I I thought the best stat of the night was funny is that Pete Alonso's made like almost as much money winning money in the home run derby than he has his entire career from his like actual. No, career you earnings. mean the fact that he's made more money in the home run derby than he had. Oh, was it more? It's, it's more. Yeah. He's made I think That's it's hilarious. two million dollars in the uh, two home run derbies. My favorite part about the home run derby though <laughs> was Alonzo bouncing. He was just like he was feeling it, man. There was He's right. there, there was really he was feeling it, and and uh, after after he hit thirty five in the first round, he basically was like, "Yeah, fuck you. You are not who did he face? He fe- um, uh, Perez, right? Yeah, which is like a gimme first round. Salvador Perez. Hey, hey, yeah, he, Perez he, didn't he, get he, a chance. No, he didn't. But he he was making a run for it, like going towards the end. But um, Alonzo's like sitting there. Perez is uh, taking, you know, his turn and whatnot. And Alonzo's like sitting at the interview table. He's just like, "Yeah, I picked Nas and so and so. You know, <laughs> being from New, New, like working in New York. You know, I had to represent. Yada yada. And then my uh, my favorite part of the entire uh, home run derby. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Trey Mancini and what he has been oh, through God, yeah. in the past. You know, in 2020, him coming back. I who's a hero? Like he is. I honestly don't care. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What anybody says, Trey Mancini deserves the play, uh, player comeback, uh, comeback player of the year. Oh, he'll get it. With the oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my favorite part was, you know, unfortunately, one of the kids shagging the balls out in the outfield uh, got hurt and mm-hmm. like, like wow, or something. But Pete Alonso's just sitting there. He's just like bouncing like nothing's going like, on. Wow, look at like, Pete Alonso. He's yeah. dancing on this kid and he's, you know, destroying <laughs> cancer survivors. Like this is a horrible thing for you to do, Pete. How could you do this? And, and, and speaking of that, like people were like, "Oh, Pete Alonso, if he was a human being, he would let Trey Mancini win." No, like, that's bro, dumb. fuck <laughs> you. That's like, dumb. He's- I'm going to get a million. Like, if I'm going to get a million dollars, Trey Mancini's a professional as it is. Also, so, it's, like, it's just patronizing. Like, really? Yeah. So Trey Mancini would have been probably pissed if Pete Alonso was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to lay down and die, um, and let you take this over." So, um, but. 
it was a it, it, it was a fun home run derby. I'm not sure I like the way that they did it. Um, I don't I like prefer, the new style. I prefer the ten outs. Me too. In my opinion, that way I like being not, able to see it land. I don't like this. Like, oh, you can just keep firing them in, and then we just don't get to see them land. I really didn't hate that, but I understand where you're coming from. Did you know that all the balls that uh, got they were signed? Yeah, they were signed by the player. That's pretty cool. Which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and Coors Field. I mean, like they were. You didn't get a home run in the first first row. So if like you were sitting in the first row and you spent like fifteen hundred dollars on those seats, you're an idiot. Like I would have been up next to the scoreboard, paying like you know. Oh, it was like no thirty year old was like being a nice guy, giving that shit to like a ten year old kid. It's like fuck off, kid. <laughs> like, oh, that's the worst. Muscle loser. Why I hate when kids are near me because I'm like I my old ass wants to catch a fly ball. That's what I'm fucking saying. My family like, was broke growing up, Dick. This is my life now. I'm just trying yeah, to catch I mean, a ball. Leave me alone. I'm fucking thirty seven years old. I've never caught a fucking foul ball or a home run. Don't and judge people are me. like. Oh, what are you gonna do when you catch catch one? I'm like, I'm gonna keep it. And they're like, Oh, you're not gonna give it to a kid? I'm like, no. Like, mm-hmm. unless like my nephew is with me, then no, no kid's getting this goddamn ball, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting it. As the great I mean, philosopher if- Michael Jordan once said, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious, man. Like, um, I went to a Red Sox Yankees game in 2013 and I was watching batting practice and um a rod hit a home a batting practice home run and it literally hit off this kid's head and fell into my hands it was a batting practice home run so i didn't give a fuck i handed it back to the kid my dad looked at me he's like well, why'd you give it back to that kid it was like because it was one it fucking i don't want it it's an a rod ball and two it was a batting practice ball but it, i'll tell you right now if that was a legit home run i would have kept that motherfucker not only would I have taken it from the kid, but I would all like uh, stiff arm the kid into the turf to make sure that I caught the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I would have made sure it didn't hit him in the head in the first place. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, Freddie Freeman. Um, that was hilarious. That was really well, funny. Well, not even just that. How about his son? Oh, his Charlie's son? my favorite Very thing cute. ever. He is so cute. So Charlie Fre- Freeman is probably the coolest kid I he basically so did you guys see what he told his father at the beginning of the season? He was like yes. he was Daddy, like, I need you to start hitting better because need I need to be Fernando. Exactly. <laughs> I need you to do better so that we can make it to the All-Star game so I can meet Tatis Jr. And yeah. they posted they posted a video of him and they were like at the hotel and he's like he's like <gasps> and then underneath there's like a, a, a little subtitle that says uh, uh, there's a Tatis Jr. sighting. Oh, there's yes. a false alarm. And then he gets the coolest thing ever. And this is why I think baseball is one of the greatest sports ever. And, um, like, Charlie Charlie sees Tatis. He runs up to him. And Tatis just gives him, like, this big, huge, warm hug. And he's like, hey, little man, how you doing? And, like, you see that little you see that little kid with a smile on his face and whatnot. It's just really, really cool. And I think it's great for uh, uh, baseball. It's just wholesome. Yeah, it's wholesome really entertainment. Is. You love to see that, and it just shows to you, like everybody, how important somebody like Tatis Jr. is. Like, if like what is what is Charlie Freeman like six years old? Like, this is the age yeah. you're trying, and he like his father is like Freddie Freeman, but he doesn't care. Like, he loves Tatis. Like, it's showing you 
who the face of baseball is and who the six-year-old like little kids love. Like he wants, he wanted to meet Tatis. Like it just shows you how well the outreach is with somebody like him. God, I just love Tatis. I love uh, the just the Padres are so fun to watch in general. Mm-hmm. I just hate. It's them not even the team that makes them that fun. Nope, it's not the team. It's uh, no. it's it's definitely Donnie. It's Don Rosello, oh, and you're, nobody's going to be able to tell me anything other, anything. So speaking of uh, Donnie Rosello, or Don Rosello, how cool would it be to have Don Rosello calling the All Star Game instead of oh, fucking yes. Joe Buck talking to these guys while they're in their fucking up to bat? It's so um, weird. Like so talk to them in the outfield. Annoying. Why at bat? Xander like ignored him, and Xander was just like struck out. You could tell he was like, "Yeah, well, you're in my ear, dude." While I'm trying to hit, like I get the game doesn't count, but when they're at bat, it's like really strange. Yeah. I, you know what? I really can't hate Joe Buck too much. I think he gets a bit overhated because he calls literally everything and people get a bit graded of his voice. But I don't know. Every Red Sox World Series victory has been accompanied by Joe Joe Buck calling those games. Yeah. And I don't know. I associate his voice with fond memories. Yeah, well, you know what? Joe Buck is in the intro uh, for the yeah. podcast. So I also, mean, like, I mean, I- his, I mean, his best call of his career, arguably, is the call in the ALCS where Poppy hits the Grand Slam. He just oh, screams yeah. tie game. Like, come on, that's an amazing call. Yeah. I know yeah, somebody well, once tried to tell me that, like, Orsillo is, like, too much now. And I'm like, no. No. Never. No. no. I was like, you're right. I you're really watch Padres games just so I, you know, like, not because they're boring or whatever, but I, if the Red Sox go off at, like, say, 10 o'clock at night or something, mm-hmm. and the Padres are just going on or whatever, I'll turn the Padres game on specifically to hear Donnie. Donnie called the game, and uh-huh. I, I'll I'll easily go to sleep because you know I grew up with Don Orsello calling Red Sox games, absolutely, uh, and that that was my thing. So I feel bad for Don, like when he like wa- like logs onto his Twitter account because literally his entire mentions twenty four seven is please come back. <laughs> yeah, and he like came out and said that he's not coming back. Like they interviewed Which, him, he's like, I'm he didn't San say Diego. he's not coming back. He just said that he's not leaving San Diego. So. Yeah, yeah, because like, why would you? It's San Diego. Yeah, They're a good team now, and the Nesson treated you horribly. So, all right. Uh, so Big let's mistake. let's move on a little bit. How did you guys feel about Cashews and Barnes yesterday? Oh, God. Well, you know, some people were, like, saying on Twitter, they are like, oh, was this, like, a coup? That he's like, oh, I'm going to use, like, the, the division ahead of us, like, who's leading yes. the division, just, like, blow out their closer. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The thought did cross my fucking mind. And, <laughs> yeah, well, like, that looked know. like the Matt Barnes of old in that inning. Well, hold on a second. So, one thing he did do, he used all five players from the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that like kind of like made me think is like he didn't use Cole. I mean, I can understand why he didn't use Aroldis Chapman, but he didn't even like go to it. Like Cole didn't even start warming up. I mean, Cole probably told uh, Cash like, "Hey, can you please not put me in the game? I just throw like a hundred pitches the other day, or hundred thirty pitches the other day." <laughs> you know what? That is fair to bring. Uh, that's a fair point. And Chapman's just been fucking dog shit of late, so. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't blame you for that thought crossing your mind at all. But that's that's what kind of, that's what it did cross my mind there. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about uh, the, uh, the 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 line drive that Vlad Junior hit uh, in the first inning 
where it almost took uh, Max Scherzer's head off. And like afterwards, ducked, and then he then he embraced. They embraced with a hug. That's that's baseball, dude. That's pretty cool. I love that, that, I love that shit. Yeah, that's the stuff we love. You would not see that type of a thing in the uh, in like a regular season game. No, or I'm pretty sure game. if you try to do that to Max Scherzer in a regular season game, I think he'd stab you. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, they don't call him Mad Max for any reason. I mean, because, you know, Max Scherzer is a certified crazy person, and I really would not want to mess with him. Uh, How did we, how did we like the way that the uh, Manfred basically changed the rules for the All-Star game so that Otani could pitch, get taken out of the first inning, and also still hit for a couple innings? Good. He should have done that. I'm glad he did that. I mean, like, we want to see Otani. Everyone wants to see Otani. Manfred actually did something good, and he should be recognized for that. No, absolutely. I think it was the Otani show. Like, in, re- in like reality, he should not have started that game based on, no. you know, statistics. But, like, I get why he started the game. Like, we're trying to grow the game here. People want to see yeah. Shohei Otani. They want to see some showtime. Absolutely. And it made complete sense. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, he probably shouldn't have, but uh, I definitely get why he did. Um, yeah. My whole thing is, is like, uh, it, you know, there's people out there like saying like Otani shouldn't be able to pitch anti-H. It's like, well, what do you think happens in the National League? The pitcher hits. It's like, well, to anyone who says that, uh, I have a suggestion. Uh, cry. Cry about it. Like, find yeah. something more productive to be angry about. I'm begging you. Right. Yeah. There's definitely things to other. The All Star game. Who gives a shit? Yeah. There should be no fucking rules. Like literally, do what you want. Yeah, I'm so glad the All Star game doesn't count for anything. Remember when it like actually mattered? Like what? Like why? Why was home field determined based on the All Star game? Like really? It's insane to me that the AL has won like eight straight All Star games now. Yeah, I think that's that's probably probably why they changed the rules. Like, oh well, the AL keeps getting uh, home field. I think that's definitely why. Because no one was really, I mean, there's a few people who were outspoken saying, like, this is dumb and it should be changed. But, you know, m- majority didn't really care, like, that that decided home field. It's a good thing they did, though. Like, just let the All-Star game mean nothing. Like, let's just be a little yeah, fun. Yeah, and they can have way more fun with it. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, it, it was fun to watch. There were a lot of people that complained about it. Uh, personally, the only, only real complaint that I had about the All-Star game was... Uh, basically Joe Buck talking in the ear of the people that were hitting, um, talking yeah. to the people while they were on the field. That's perfectly fine. Um, other than that, like, dude, just fuck off. Uh, <laughs> Red Sox players had a pretty good game. Uh, Bogey went two for three. Devers had a, had a hit. Uh, Ivaldi pitched a scoreless inning. Barnes ended up leaving the bases loaded. Granted, uh, there was a situation with that. I was talking a little bit earlier at the fact that uh, I was a little disappointed in the fact that Cole nor Chapman made an appearance mm-hmm. in the game. Um, Liam Hendricks um, on the hot mic. Did you guys catch that? God damn it. He's funny. He's, he's oh, Australian, yeah. ain't he? Yeah, he, he is, is Australian. Fucking Aussie. Yes, um, he is. And just letting out the F-bombs, you know. Good times. Aussie mate. All right, so the one last thing that I have to talk about with the All-Star game um, and everything that happened with MLB this past week uh, week and weekend uh, before we 
talk about what our expectations are going forward with the Red Sox. Uh, Manfred says that he does not expect seven inning double headers or the guy on second uh, to start with extra innings uh, to continue after this year's. What are your opinions on that? I'm fine with that. Fine. Honestly, I mean, I don't, I've grown to not hate the extra runner on base rule. Like I don't despise it anymore. At the beginning, like I totally understand what people say it's fake baseball because it kind of is, but there hasn't been a game this year that's gone past the 13th inning. So it's working. It's doing its intended purpose of not having ridiculously long games. Yeah, I've definitely gotten more used to that because it, it really doesn't burn out your bullpen, which is really important to, you know, the to your team, really. Like, if you're burning out your bullpen, like, you know, and if it happens way too often, and, you know, like, I've heard people say that the Red Sox are actually built pretty well to, you you know, get – you have the man on second. You can bunt him over. You're seeing, like, the small ball – occur far more often but i don't know some of it i just i just hate i i love it and i hate it i mainly hate it when we don't have home field advantage we have to file out yeah like you know that so that's really it but seven inning doubleheaders need to go away but the thing is like i i understand like the purpose of having it just to limit game time like to Mm -hmm. cut down those stupid long games which granted sometimes they're fun but you know those games they just burnout bullpen arms like it you know really fucks teams up in the long run and if you want to use the argument it's the regular season so like why does it matter so much i really don't blame you for using that argument yeah but like you know i understand like why they're getting rid of it and i understand why they're getting rid of the seven inning double headers i I don't hate it i feel like rob manford's listening to the majority of baseball fans because i feel like the majority of baseball fans don't want these things to return and to me this is like theo epstein's influence in there like now that he's up there like saying like here's what the fans want here's what we should do I'll just give yeah, my opinion I, on this. Yeah. Um, I I like the seven innings. Like at the beginning, at the beginning of the pandemic, when they brought it mm-hmm. in, I was just like, because it was a rule change. It was something that was, uh, they were changing the situation, uh, changing the rules of the game. And mm-hmm. a lot of people like myself don't like changes. Well, after seeing the changes in the rules and whatnot, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it makes a lot of sense as a person. I don't know if either one of you guys have said, Sat through a nine gate, a nine inning double header, but holy shit, is that a lot of baseball? Like I love baseball, but holy shit! Well, yeah, that's like six or seven hours that you're dedicating. Like that's like a full work day. <laughs> you you literally have to assume that every three innings is one hour of baseball, which is unrealistic in most situations. Like it just is. Yeah, but like so, yeah, the the average for. For that sure but yeah i just don't know i just don't know like i think it really in the case of somebody like Bumgarner pitching like seven no hit innings and then not being able to count like i'm like oh my god we don't know what would have happened either way with two more innings so like i'm just like oh i really hope we don't have a stellar pitching performance today and they they don't get to get a no hitter or something you know yeah this is like that that is probably my biggest gripe with the seven inning mm-hmm. doubleheader I also, um, I was listening to EEI uh, not too long ago, and they mentioned they had a uh, 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 an interview with Alex Cora, and they asked him about the seven inning doubleheader, and he and the guy in second. He was like, "I absolutely love it," 
And the, the way that he was explaining it, he was like, you know what? I think that we should, you know, uh, if you have the extra guy, if you have the guy starting on second base in the extra innings and you can't score, I think the next inning you should have two guys on base. And if you can't score after that, you should have bases loaded, you know, things like that. And I mean, hell, dude, if that's the. Well, to me, managers should love that rule because it, it helps prevent bullpen arm. It, can I speak? Jesus Christ, my brain is like failing me in this moment. It prevents bullpen arm burnout. Like it helps do that because, like, like I said, eighteen inning games, like your whole bullpen yeah. is spent. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine like an eighteen, uh, like a double header with like Matt Andres, um and your starter on one of those is Garrett Richards or Martin Perez? I think I'd rather uh, throw myself off the nearest bridge than uh, experience mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and then the next day you have to call up like Ryan Weber because you've completely. So yeah, I've got, definitely gotten more used to the the man on second. But yeah. I, like I said, I'm I'm totally fine with going back to like normal level headers. Like I feel like this overall is a good thing because I feel like Rob Manford is actually listening to the majority of baseball fans and. Mm-hmm. It's rare that he does oh. that. It's he's usually ruining the sport. So the I, I think this can only he, be seen as a positive. Oh my god, the booze at the draft, which is so insane. That was hilarious. Oh my god, and I, like it, oh. I, I 100% agree that every time when he came out and he was getting booed, I was just like, ha, 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 ah, shut up. Um, <laughs> it got old to a point. Like the first time was like kind of hilarious, but then by the thirtieth, thirty-sixth pick, you're like, you could probably stop now. It just shows how much people fucking hate this guy. Like, so, how yeah. about, like can we just talk about the sport? fact? Can we talk about the fact that the Angels literally went and every single one of their picks, all twenty picks of theirs, were pitchers? You know, I respect that was a it. Terrible strategy, though. <laughs> I, I respect it so hard because, like. Literally, the Angels for years, they cannot find pitching. And, like, they're nope. so bad at, like, developing pitching. And, like, they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Every one of these yeah. picks is a pitcher, and we're going to find someone. There's going to be one useful arm here. I'm, like, <laughs> totally get... shocked. Oh, no, I was just shocked they didn't take Rocker as their first pick. Yeah, right. I guess uh, they wanted more of a sure thing, because I guess Rocker, they're, like, they're worried they can't get his walks down. Yeah. Sorry, Brian, Did, go ahead. What was their pick? Um, what number were they? They were like the Angels, like sixth or eighth. Yeah, probably to ten because I know that Rocker went at ten to the Mets. Yeah, I think they were sixth or eighth, not a hundred. The Mets are good at developing though. pitchers, so I have no problem. But, I mean, the big thing with Rocker too is Rocker needs a third pitch. You know, yeah. And the, 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 I mean, dude, I'm confident that Rocker will be an ace for the Mets. They know how to develop pitching. Like, yeah, really like I have no issue. So with with the Angels, he could have sucked. So you don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe be glad that he's a Met and not an Angel. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that ends up working out. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset at all with the way that the Red Sox did their uh, did the draft picks. Great um, draft. I thought Colin yeah, kind of great. I, I thought I thought he did great too. And it seems like Meyer wants to wants to sign with the Red Sox. Um, yep. So let's get it done. I don't think they take um, Meyer or Fabian without being like 98% sure they're going to be able to sign both of them. Like, especially taking Fabian at 40. To me, I was never worried about that in the slightest. The Red Sox were a good team and they're drafting that high. Like, of course a guy would want to sign with them. (laughs) Yeah. Are you not going to sign with Boston Red Sox when usually the top four picks are 
consistently bad. Like the Red Sox are not they're great this season. Like the future looks gigantic. Why would you not want to be a part of that? You're just being also, like, like counting just counting your Say know. the Red Sox were bad this year. Like the Red Sox track record in the last twenty years is that they're usually catastrophically bad for a year or two and then they're right yeah. back to contending. Exactly. Now, now Hyam wants to sort of make rest. them consistently good. That's the thing. Hyam's working towards the sustainability, so we're not terrible and great, terrible and great. And like you want to come on to something like that if you're if you're Meyer, I think. Uh, all right. So uh the other thing that I wanted to talk about, um what <laughs> What did you guys think about Poppy trying to recruit Bryant? The funniest shit the entire night. I love it. Hey, you want to go Boston, man? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't playing the field. You know? Like, because he's not playing third. I'm sorry. Definitely like, yeah, Poppy can't get Devers. fucking fined for tampering. He's not on the team right? anymore. I love it. Exactly. It's <laughs> right. fantastic. You know, and then, like, his smile being like, oh, you wouldn't bring this up. And it's like, oh, no, come to Boston. <laughs> All right, so let's start talking about the Red Sox in the second half of the season and what our expectations are. Uh, when are we expecting that Chris Sale is going to be coming back? I thought August from the beginning, so yeah. I expect sometime in, in August. Uh, I, I expect mid August. I, I expect mid. Yeah, I was just about to say mid August, mid to late August. Yeah. Gives and time to that actually out. works well for us because of the fact that you know Chris Sale is uh, notoriously known for getting beat up by the end of the uh, season. And at this point, he's going to be fresh. Like, I yes. imagine when he's up, Hauk will also come up, too. So I, I, yeah. I was about to say, we were going to get into that, too, see when Hauk comes up. Yeah, and that seems like the uh, the way that they're going to end up going. Um, that seems to be the narrative with with the way everybody is thinking. With- well, it just makes the most sense, you know, because like, you want to take it easy with Sale in the beginning, maybe, like, limit him to five innings max, and like then just yeah. have Hauk come in right afterwards. Well, they already know how to use pitchers up to five innings. You know, you got uh, Perez, who can barely make five innings. You have Devetta, who is normally a five-inning guy. (laughs) You got Richards, who, like, his first two innings, you're thinking, man, there's no way in how this guy's getting past three, and he'll go five. So there's three pitchers right there. I know, he at least guts it out. (laughs) Yeah, Richards is so weird. Like, dude, I – like Richards has impressed me in the way that I thought he was done. Like at the sticky stuff gap end, I was like, this dude's not even going to be a major leaguer by the end of the year. And like, now he, this dude has like a bad first one or two innings. And then he'll like somehow figure it out. It's like a magic act. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's wild. It's, it's obnoxious too though. Yeah. It's oh, so it funny. Is. I mean, what's obnoxious to me is that we just have two, like, it's great. Like Connor blessings where, number one in our division with two pitchers that have been really bad, like bad. Like if you look at everything, no matter how you cut it deeper, looking deeper into their peripherals, looking at their savant page, it's atrocious. Like that you can't cut it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's been terrible. And then when you look at Pavetta's, it's interesting though, because I feel like Pavetta pitches a little better than what his savant page is. And I think it's because he'll have such a high and then he'll have such a low that it like really messes with like, you know, his like savant page where you're just seeing like a lot of blue and you're like, Ooh, but I think yeah, he's Pavetta, better than Pavetta like is very anything. volatile with his performances. Yes, and, and that's been the problem is we've had two really bad pitching 
like two really bad pitchers, one really volatile and one that's been consistently better than his ERA and one that's been pretty damn good all season and they're in first place. So to me, I want, I really like, we're getting sale back and that's awesome. I want another starter. I just want somebody that we can count on a little more than, you know, a Richards or a Perez. Now, now with us, you go over to, you say you want another starter. Who, who would you want? That's the, the tough thing is because it, I, I'm just thinking that it's not going to happen because it's going to cost way too much. Like, I don't want to give, I really want to also give up prospects because you have Gibson who's pitching really well in Texas, but I don't want to give up too much for someone it's like that. Because Gibson's pitched so well that, like, he's actually made it so he's an actual good trade chip now. And yeah. the other, at, like, earlier this year, I thought the Red Sox should go out and trade for Gibson because I was like, oh, well, you know, he has the potential to be a decent starter. And then this year, mm-hmm. he's just been twirling it. Like, he's been great. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to throw a name out there, and that doesn't mean that I'm I'm for it. <laughs> I'm just throwing the name out there, and I'm sure you know who I'm going to say. You're about to say who I think you're going to say. I think I'm going to yeah. say what you think I'm going to say, um, because oh, the Red Sox are actually linked to go and seeing this person on Friday. Uh, Jesus Christ. I don't oh, think Hamill. it's going to be any better than... Oh, no, Friday. I don't either. That's the uh, thing. If it costs you $500,000, do it. Like, why not? But you are you can't expect, like, no hit or cold handles. All right. Yeah. Well, what about – and I'm not trying to be, like, the nostalgic Red Sox fan. What about Porcello? I haven't even thought about Porcello. How, has he been any good this year? He doesn't have a team. He hasn't pitched at all. He hasn't pitched? I forgot. I forgot he existed, frankly. But the thing is, like, in people, like, that's another problem is these people just haven't pitched. Like, a Porcello hasn't pitched. A Hamels hasn't pitched. But, like, Porcello, if you look deeper into his numbers in 2020, like, he had a pretty good fit, like, fielding independent pitching. Like, that was actually a pretty good stat. And that's one of the better stats to, you know, really tell how well you are as an individual pitching within that game. So it wasn't like it was like his ERA was terrible, but like people just immediately look at that and they're like, oh, oh, let's just like not even think about it. But like he wasn't terrible in 2020. But like, I still don't. Give them a look. Know, if they want to give either yeah. of them a look, I'm not against it at all. But I feel like Purcell was just like, like at least for Hamels is like, I want to throw for, for, you know, teams. Like I think, Porcello's just fishing in New Jersey and is fine with fishing in New Jersey. He's got a Cy Young, a world championship ring, and a ton of money. Yeah, he, he fucking maxed out his value with the Red Sox, that's for sure. Yeah, so. What other pitchers are available? Like, I don't really know the whole, like. Yeah, I don't know the starting pitching market right now. Like, Dan, yeah, it's tough. I think Danny Duffy for the yeah, uh, yeah, Kansas City Royals know. will be available because uh, they're just terrible. You have to really look and be like, okay, who's who has no chance at competing? And being like, oh, okay, could we do it? And who also, because like, I think Haim, like would maybe, like he hasn't really been into doing rentals, but the rentals are going to be cheaper. That's the only thing. Yeah. You don't really have to max out your prospects to – you know, get a, a Danny Duffy rental, let's say. But I think Dan, I think I think Duffy is a rental. But somebody like a Max Scherzer obviously is not going to happen. One, what I about think the Charlie Nationals Morton? think they're still in it. You know, that's a that's a really interesting one because the Braves are done. Like they ain't making the playoffs, dude. Like, and if they do, they mm-hmm. aren't doing anything without Acuna or Acuna. Wow, I can't believe I just mispronounced his name. I'm a fucking dunce, Acuna. <laughs> uh, I don't think the 
I hadn't even thought about Morton. I think he actually will get dealt. Now that I, I would love it. to have Morton because we know Hyam wanted Morton. Like they talked. Morton's his guy. Like the off you know, season. Like I could see that happening. Honestly, I really could. That, I hadn't even thought about that. I think Morton would be an amazing target. Yeah, so because you you have Stale coming back, you have Evaldi who's been pitching well, you have Morton, and then you have like Erod. Because you're not even thinking people are like Richards is terrible, Perez is terrible, like Pavetta's been up and down. Like to me, like if you throw in a Morton there, those guys aren't touching no. the start in the because, playoffs. Yeah, then, then Perez or uh, Richards, you move into the bullpen as like an okay bullpen arm, like you yeah. fire Andreessen into the sun. Actually, probably Morton would be the missing piece to this team. He would be. Yeah. I'd feel really good about our, like, a World Series push if, like, we were able to get him. Yeah, I think He's so. He's a great playoff I mean, performer. So I solid. don't think that, they, that they, uh, the Braves would command a lot for Morton anyways. Well, I think it would be, like, one, maybe two, two of our prospects. And he's maybe. so old, so. Yeah, he's 37. Yeah, I don't think it would honestly cost much to get Morton. It would be about That's taking on money. Great point, you, Brad. I think you take Morton. more of the money on because I think he signed like a $15 million contract. So if you're willing to take more of the money on, uh, and because you know, you have some people that are like, oh, they're going to go over the luxury tax. Like to me, the luxury tax, we did what we needed to do last season with it that we can now go over it. I don't think they're going to bust, like, oh my God, look at all of the money that we're spending. But I think they, if they need to, they will go over it. And there's no reason why you shouldn't go over it. To me, well, money's then- not a an issue. It's about prospects and building to the future. Well, the thing is, I'm tired of people pretending like John Henry was the greatest cancer who's ever owned this team. He's no. not. It was smart to not go over the tax last year because of like how unbelievably much, smart. <laughs> because of how much like, you know, prospect capital and like international pool spending money you're losing by going over for like a third or fourth year in a row. Because we'd spent over the tax for like the last three years and that's why the penalty was so high. Like, exactly. it was a smart thing to do in the long run. I think the Red Sox will still be a team that will not be scared to spend over the limit. That's just that they need oh. they need to know that they need to reset it every, you know, two years or so. Yeah, and I don't think they'll be scared to go over it if they think a Charlie Morton is going to maybe take them to the World Series. Like, they're not yeah. going to be afraid to to do it. You know, these people What's, are like, they're going to definitely stay under the tax. I'm like, why? Stop why? pretending Henry's a cheap ass. Like he's never spent over the tax before. We did it consistently for years. Yeah. And won four championships. So these people that like hate John Henry is something that's just like, I'll never. Understand. Like I get it. I get it guys. Like we, we can be upset I, I, that Mookie's I'm, gone. I'm, like, I'm going to, I'm going to say, right now. I'm going to say one thing that I do hate uh, John Henry for. And it has nothing to do with the actual team itself. Yeah. Um, and if don't, that was my light. Don't worry about it. I accidentally just kicked it. <laughs> I was about to say. I thought I heard lightning and start. Yeah, because I can hear fucking lightning. No, it it is Ooh, fucking lightning that. and thundering here. That's thunderstorming where I am too. Actually, that's funny. Yeah. So it's, I was just like, holy yeah. shit! I, I, whatever. Podcast alone, Satan. You fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Guys, can you save me? No. Every man for themselves, kid. Um, fuck you, Thunder. You can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, I I have hatred for Henry simply because of the Don Orsello situation. Yeah. Yeah, that was just stupid. That. Why would you ever let him? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. But the people I that really were just want so to know about Mookie. I really want to know what that story is. Because, like, Donnie's not going to talk about it. And obviously the Red Sox aren't going to talk about it. 
Don like we're going to be waiting like 30 years to hear Don Orsello like come out with a book and he's literally going to write about his years in Boston and then it's going to be like the best seller ever because it's Don Orsello talking about Boston and then we're going to find out exactly why he got fucking fired. It was so And then everybody's going to hate John Henry even more. like I'm just tired of people pretending he's a cheap ass. He's not. No, I I I don't I don't think Henry's a cheap ass. Um I do I do think that the prices of the tickets uh, for Fenway are a little astronomical. Yeah, it's um, a smaller ballpark, though, so I can see why I, you would I do don't that. give a shit. I'm not. You know, why am I paying like seventy dollars for fucking tickets underneath the fucking uh, the the fucking the jumbotron or whatever it's called? Yeah. Also, to be fair, I can't really relate to the struggle because I've never been to a game at Fenway. Like it's it's just it's mm. sad. I wish I c- cannot wait for the day I can finally go. Hey man, oh, if you, you ever get go. out this way, let me know. Uh, I'll definitely. Oh go yeah, with if you hang out, it'll be fun as shit. Yeah, I'll pour. Beer I lived like a block from Fenway for two years. I was great. I, I live about an hour and forty-five minutes away from Fenway. Like I said, I, I, I've lived in Iowa my entire life, dude. Like mm. the closest ballpark to me here is uh, it's like Target Field, which is like three hours away. So all right, so let's talk about. Uh, so I want to talk about this. Uh, this will be the last subject that we talk about on the uh, this episode. Because uh, we're about an hour and a half in, and I got a thunderstorm that I didn't know was coming. Um, Field of Dreams. Uh, who, uh, who ever thought like field uh, like doing the Field of Dreams game and said, "Oh my God, this is going to sell. This is going to get eyes on this game. We need the Chicago White Sox versus the New York Yankees." Yeah, it should have been Yankees Red Sox. By the way, you should have done. Uh... It could have been like the Cardinals and the Reds, and it would have been a better viewing. You know what's funny is uh, you literally uh, you missed like the golden opportunity. I was literally talking about Iowa, and you could have said, "Speaking of Iowa, as a transition, because the Field of Dreams is like, happening in Iowa, because that's I, where the Field I, of Dreams I, I is." Just, I kind that kind of was the reason why I went there, but I didn't know that the Field of Dreams was. You could have galaxy exactly. it there, dude, and like well, actually it, like it is what it is. I, I missed an opportunity there, <laughs> well, and whatever. That's and the closest the ballpark to you, I'm done. sure. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you go to that? That is, I'm go, I'm uh, I'm going to see if I can because I would love to. You better fucking That'd be buy really cool to go to that game soon. That's like next cool. month, dude. I bet you that yeah. shit's probably sold out. And I I, I know Field Dreams is like what like an hour drive for me, hour and a half. So yeah, I'm going to oh, try to get bad. down to it because it'll be fun. Yeah, boo the fucking Yankees. Root for oh, what? I'll, I'll root. wear my fucking full Red Sox gear. I'll be ready to go. Root, mm-hmm. root for the Sox, even if it's the White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to mention before we call it a night? Raffy Devers at uh, the All Star game was adorable. That uh, my entire he fucking, him, didn't Xander also wave? Yeah, he did. I think so, was, uh, I was I was listening to EEI. I don't know if you guys listen to EEI at all. Um, I I like listening to sports radio. A lot of people don't like listening to it, but I, I do. Don't get EEI where I am, so yeah. Uh, we could talk after this, um, because you can totally get EEI. Oh, I'm sure, but yeah, I haven't actively There's searched it. Odyssey, get the yeah, Odyssey app. Yeah. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, the Devers situation, like when he was at second base, I, I was I was listening to EEI, and they were like, "Oh, this is getting annoying." The whole like the the home run cart, and then uh, That's I the, fucking hate like I, ugh, the negativity. Shut oh, up! It's that's fun. They get off on. Yeah, oh, God, well, it's that gets some of the viewerships and whatnot, and. It, no, fuck them. But um, 
you know, the hand wave at second. It's like, act like you've been there before. It's like, dude, fuck like, off. I was yelling about this shit literally last episode. It's like the Felger and Maz mentality. Guys, shut up. Like, there's they, a team. Is remember, be happy. Remember when Betts, Bradley, and um, Benatendi was out in the outfield in 2018 and they had the dance win repeat? Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah. do that in 2019. Yeah, it's like it's just like a year by year thing. Some teams have like they, they, they were they were the beards. They were yeah, the, beard they had the, guys. the grossly long beards. It was amazing. Yep. And that's but, why oh. every at and, and that's a reason why I grow beard every every year. I start growing my beard at the beginning of the year. And yep. This this is about what I get to. Oh, another then, thing I wanted to mention about uh about Rafi. Is that because uh, a quote came out of them? I think it was uh, Peralt who uh, interviewed him and he was yeah. talking about like, you know, a possible contract extension in the future. Rabbi, oh, yeah. You know, was talking about like, oh, you know, I love being in Boston. I was a Boston sports fan growing up. And it just like, I cannot describe into words just how much I love Raphael Devers. And like after that interview, I just feel 10 times better like about him resigning long term. Like, him, then, like Xander, um, Xander said that he wants to stay in Boston. I feel like Xander has a better chance of staying in Boston. It. They have um, to do it. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. I would be more than happy to see well, both those like, guys here as long as the price is right. Especially with Rafi, I don't care what the price is. You do not let him walk. You don't. No. <laughs> he's too young still. Like you still have so many years for his prime that you. He's can like he's gonna. He'll be one of those guys that like the Yankees end up picking up uh, because we let let him go, and then he fucking destroys us. Yeah, no, that's not happening. You you need to lock him up. Like, that's what I'm saying. Coming out and saying he was the like a Red Sox fan growing up, like you need to. And there's no excuse. I was fine with letting Mookie walk. Like whatever, I got over it. Um, I think I was like he's gonna regress. He's tiny. Like no, you need to. Well, lock yeah, Mookie up. at least it's justifiable because like he's or right around thirty. He's a smaller yeah. guy. It's you know. Like Rafi, he's got so many prime years ahead of him. Xander, yep. I feel like his hitting will age fine. Like his, he's, he's already not great better. defensively now. Yeah, yeah, Xander's exactly. Gotten you don't have to worry exactly about hitting as he's gotten older. Yeah, you have to move. Uh, like eventually, he's going to have to move off a of shortstop, which is fine. But like you say, his defense isn't great now at twenty eight. But that bat has gotten better every year. And JD, I'm going to be here forever. Oh so like, even like we can move Xander to DH. Nice. <laughs> what? What's up? <laughs> All right, so we know that Franchi dips, right? Yes, he's oh, a he boy god. Yeah, he he did. Things are a little loose here right now. I think Franchi just handed some dip or chew to a fan who asked for some. He oh. did ask for the age first, though. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm. I wonder if we're going to see Franchi again. It's I thought it was going to be before Duran, just because the forty man, if nothing else. But they want to yeah, give yeah. him more reps at first, I guess. I totally get that. Yeah, Chavis really. It's to, like a Chavis doll back. All of them got to watch their back. Like y'all, you guys got to play better. Oh, Chavis is definitely. I feel like going back down. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, like doll back, especially though now. Like yeah, doll back's a good glove at first place, but like, dude, you so, got to hit. If you're a first baseman, you have to hit. And it's like I oh I just wanted to believe that he was not Chavis 2.0 because he's just bigger and I believed better. But man, he's just slowly just becoming Michael Chavis. Like maybe he needs to become a pitcher because apparently he was pretty damn good at it in college. His, his I mean, defense the, is a little bit better than Chavis. Oh yeah, I, I like make it. I made I made this joke before, but it's like uh, it's funny. Like Chavis came out like, oh man, this is going to be the guy. And it's like then Dahlbeck comes. It's like oh, this guy's is like he's like Chavis, but like better. And then Cass is mm-hmm. going to come. He's like, oh, this is like Chavis and uh, Dahlbeck, but way better. 
yeah, yeah, Costas. I'm not worried about. I think that he's going to no, be a fully Costas rounded a better prospect player. Than those guys ever were. Yeah. Whereas, but, like, you know, I feel I like it's, it's a home runner strike, but the strikeout rate for Dalbeck is just like there'll be a day where like I think he'll be, I think he's coming out of it, and then he'll just and boom strike over out four, four, four strikeouts. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and it's, uh, it's so frustrating. Uh, yeah, and no, I agree. I think something's going to end up happening soon. I think there's going to be a big shakeup. Uh, I yeah. definitely wouldn't be opposed to seeing, you know, um, if if Verdugo's in center field, or if, if Verdugo's hurt, there's no way he's playing center field. No, no and Jaron Duran's going to left field. Absolutely, no, I, I just feel like that because we got Ryan posting about that right now, and I'm just like, I, I don't see that happening. Um, Verdugo's just not a, a strong center fielder, but he's an elite corner outfielder. We'll, like, um, we'll figure it out by the end of this week, and by the next episode, we'll definitely talk about it. Um, so there is that. That's um, the proponents of Verdugo being hers. Like, I don't remember him being like as shaky in center like as he's looked this year than he was last year. I thought he looked pretty good at center last year. He, he was amazing, right he, he was good I think enough. he's just hurt. I think he's, he's just hurt. hurt. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's, there's, he's definitely at eighty five percent, eighty five, ninety percent right now. And you know, like, yeah, yeah. if uh, Duran looks good this weekend, put him on the aisle, get him some rest. Like, right. yeah, absolutely, let's get him as healthy as possible. Like, I want a healthy Verdugo. Like, I think everybody wants a healthy Verdugo, guys. All right, uh, if we got nothing else to say uh, about the Red Sox, I mean, it's fun. It's fun, fun day today. Uh, we got to announce on on the podcast that Jared Duran got called up. Um, that is fine. Did one of your dogs fart or something? No. Oh, I was trying to figure out. Doing weird things. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll check you guys out on uh, on Sunday. We'll be back Sunday night. Send in us. Send in your questions. Um, we got the Yankee series coming up, and mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're hoping two of four. Right? Is that what we're That'd all be great. going with? Two of four I'd love a split. Fine. A split would be fine. Three would be better. Four would be oh. great. Four game sweep. You can just start the podcast with like an audio clip of me like laughing hysterically because it would be yeah. so fun. Uh, yeah, I'd 100%. love it. One hundred percent. It would be one hundred percent. Yeah. So send in your questions. Give us any questions or things that you want us to give us give our opinion on. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday night talking about the New York Yankees. Uh, take it easy, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pesky Report. Make sure to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pesky Report. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, please make sure to leave us a review and a comment and let us know how we're doing. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Come right. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.